episode 167. If you want to improve, be ready to be thought of as foolish and stupid. You're listening to the very best podcast in the world on health, wealth, and happiness. Please remember to leave a review and share with all your friends and family. And here is your host, Lars Hilson. No, actually, uh, here he is. <laughs> so, thanks, David. Still, you know, uh, eternal gratitude for recording the uh, uh, intro thingamajigger uh, with your uh, very, very, very British voice. Welcome to uh, the very best podcast in the world, your only source in the entire fucking universe for personal supremacy through health, wealth, and happiness. And um, before I forget uh, on this gorgeous Tuesday um, to remind you about housekeeping <laughs> and sharing, and that sharing is motherfucking caring. So uh, if this episode resonates well with you, or if you hate it, but uh, in the uh, back of your head, there is a family member or a close friend who could benefit from the episode share it with them because that means you care otherwise you're an ignorant whatever poo <laughs> so uh housekeeping over oh yeah uh, don't forget to subscribe if you are encountering difficulties subscribing uh, please go to the very best podcast in the world.com um, and below every single episode and page and, and you know whatnot uh, that's there um, there is uh, a multitude of buttons uh, that you can press that will take you to your uh, favoritist podcast subscription thing in the world. <laughs> Whatever. So you get the picture. Um, what are we going to talk about today? Uh, we're going to talk about taking flack. And um, uh, taking flack takes, you know, we talked about the bullshit filter uh, a while ago, right? And uh, this is kind of, this kind of plays into it, right? So this brings me back about what 20 years <laughs> god damn it i'm old and uh well no, more than 20 years probably uh so i started you know uh, my web design firm um which was way ahead of its time you know anticipated mobile devices and you know that's when data was still insanely expensive um to you know mobile data uh and um i thought you know, number one, looking at a full screen website on these, you know, remember these really, really old Blackberries with a really bad resolution, you know, and then you know, I'm not talking retina displays or, you know, 4k res. This was, you know, 320 by less, right? And you had this clunky keyboard at the bottom and whatever. And, you know, my thought was, okay, look, you know, once we kind of figure out that this that your website is going is visited by one of these things you know one of these dinosaurs uh you know why don't we have a different version of the page right that gets delivered to the device number one it's going to make the person paying the bill for the, for these blackberry services a very fucking happy camper because you're not downloading two megabytes but you're you know maybe downloading 125 kilobytes you know which back then made a fucking difference you know now every photo is bigger than you know two megabytes right but that being said you know i was way 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 ahead of my time 
um, you know, planning all of these things and, you know, slowly but surely, um, you know, <laughs> not revolutionizing the world that came later, but, <laughs> but, you know, it was like, um, yeah, you know, here's the point. Uh, so you know, I talked to my dad and he was like, well, you know, everybody's doing web design. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but you don't get the point, right? And so anyhow, um, we get into this long debate and uh, surely, but, you know, slowly, um, we got to, you know, very interesting examples and a very interesting and loud debate over, you know, whether that will be worth my time or I should rather go into the nine to five hamster wheel. And I decided against that, luckily. Um, but, uh, you know, parents' advice usually is right. You know, for all of you younger folks listening there, your parents have been through a lot of shit you know, and they just want to protect you from it. They're not trying to be jerks, right? Okay, keep that in mind. You know, hey, uh, kudos um, or, you know, uh, star, smiley, whatever. Send this to the young folks <laughs> to listen to them. Um, this doesn't go to uh, kind of demotivate you, right? Or to send you into despair over, uh, you know, having great ideas. They can change the fucking world, right? You know, look at, you know, look at Uncle Elon <laughs> and all of that, all of those brilliant people out there. You know, who says you can't be one of them, right? Um, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, an interesting question to ask here, are even small improvements subject to ridicule? Right. Um, and you're going like, okay, sure. Yeah. You know, because your improvement in an organization, for instance, you know, will cut into other people's comfort zone. Right. So if you suggest, uh, for instance, you know, you work in a big organization and you kind of bring forth the idea that, Hey, you know, if everybody worked five minutes longer, you know, and didn't take the cigarette breaks or whatever, you're going to get a lot of shit. Right. And justifiably so. Because these are the people who are in their, you know, hamster wheel world and they don't want their world to change. They're comfortable. That's why it's called the fucking comfort zone, right? So, you know, even minute changes will have, you know, talk about the butterfly effect, you know, whether that exists or not. Um, but, you know, if you change, you know, in, in a large organization in particular, if you change something really minute, it's going to have significant impact. You know, think of... I don't know, the uh, conveyor belt uh, line worker that puts in the same four screws every day, you know, and then all of a sudden somebody comes that well, you know, we can only do, we can do the same thing, but with three, with the screw, <laughs> Jesus, say that 10 times in a row, uh, can do that with three screws, you know, can do, can achieve the same effect. And all of a sudden this dude who's been turning in the four same fucking screws, uh, you know, for the past, what, half a decade is going to go totally bonkers, right? under the pretext that we need to increase efficiency. Dude's going to be like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I've been doing my four screws. I don't, I don't want to do more cars. That's, that means more stress, you know, and increase and whatever and blah. And you know, so, uh, you know, even small changes, right? Um, uh, or small suggestions of improvement. Let's call it what they are, right? Let's call them what they are. There we go. Um, proper English, please. <laughs> you know? Uh, they usually bring discomfort to someone, you know? And so, you know, remember when we did this episode about Kaizen, like, you know, a week ago, or was it a week ago? I think so. Something like that. You know, it's about continual fucking improvement. And that's what it's all about, right? So it's about, you know, motivating the people to get out of their fucking comfort zone. 
And that's what we learned in the leadership episode, how to get them out of there, you know, and how to motivate them to get out of them, uh, to get out of there by themselves, rather than stimulating them from the outside. You're going to have a very, very, very bloody uphill battle. You know, if you try to kick someone out of their comfort zone, you, <laughs> you have to, you know, kind of plant the seed and then let them come up with you. Yeah, that's not that bad, you know, and then perhaps even give the idea to them. You know, they were the person to plant the seed and, and you're going to get there, right? Um, so uh, what am I trying to say here? <laughs> you know, um, remember the Wright brothers, you know, first in flight, not really, but you know, they, they got the thing flying in, in Kitty Hawk, I think it was, you know, those dudes really, really, really changed the world. Not necessarily immediately, right? But, um, you know, while other people were you know, still experimenting with these fucking hot air balloons, and uh, you remember those helium-loaded, uh, you know, ships, uh, airships, you know, those zeppelins that would blow up left and right, you know, like in Lakehurst? Interesting shit, right? And these dudes were like, okay, look, you know, we'll t take the concept of a bird <laughs> with the wings and, th and stuff, you know, do the propellant thing, and then, you know, we're going to move forward, right? I don't even know whether that thing had a propellant. I don't know. Um, anyhow, interesting experiments had been done, you know, till then, by then, whatever. And these dudes, you know, figured it out to a degree where it actually took off <laughs> in a very literal sense, right? Um, but until that, until the point, uh, or until the point in time that they proved their point and that their concept would work, they were ridiculed. You know, it was like these dudes, eh, <laughs> they were a laughing stock of, of Kitty Hawk or wherever they actually lived, right? And um, that's what you have to uh, have to keep in mind, right? Um, if you want to improve something, right? Let's go back to the organization. You're going to be thought of as foolish unless a concept like Kaizen uh, has been implemented in your organization and is lived in and by the organization. Because you can, you know, tell me what you want, but an organization, whatever size it is, is a living organism. And, you know, if you introduce something like Kaizen or, you know, other similar models um, to improve the organization as a whole and constantly improve it, um, you're going to see shitloads of stuff happening. And as soon as you adapt or, you know, get the mindset into all of the people by incentive or motivation, right? You're going to see a lot of change and a lot of progress happening really, really, really fucking fast. You know, if you then move on to, uh, you know, really cut the legs off uh, hierarchy, you know, and the, uh, um, the chief executive being kind of like the same, uh, you know, under the same obligation to constantly improve the organization than any line worker is, you know, to get the whole joint more effective and efficient then you really have a breathing fucking economical monster, right? And that's the very interesting point. And only then will you not be seen as foolish. So let's get back from utopia to the real world, right? To the dystopian fucking real world. Now, if you work in a conventional organization, right? Nine to five, everybody's there, you know, frowny face, pretty much fucked with the situation that they're in, but can't be really motivated to change shit, you know, and then you go there gung-ho and say, okay, there we go. We're going to change this and it's going to save the company $20 million, euros, yen, whatever per year, which usually 
you know, entails that people have to work more or, you know, be more productive or whatever, um, then you're going to get real flack. And that's what consultants like me are for, you know, to come up with stupid ideas like that. Anyhow, long story short, if you want to improve anything in the world, you're going to have to get used to the fact that people are going to look down on you as foolish and or stupid. And I think that's kind of like the point I'm trying to make. There's no way to prevent it except for you really, really, really scaling up on your bullshit filter, maybe adding a second one because you're going to get a lot of flack. You got to get used to it. However, if it's your mission to improve and if you think that your improvement or your idea of improvement can actually achieve something, you're going to be the star of the show. Right. And the people, you know, that are, that used to look down upon you are going to look up to you because, um, you know, you made the world a better place, even if it's just a small fraction of it. So in that sense, I hope I was able to get the point across, uh, without hurting too many feelings. <laughs> so, uh, in that sense, have a lovely rest of your Tuesday. And if you've already had it, you know, uh, have a good night. And we will be in touch tomorrow when we're going to talk about pain and you know, how it teaches you. Peace out. Stay safe.